know, you guys know that, you know, if you do the work, you work hard enough, dreams come true. You know that, we all know that. But hopefully what you get from tonight is the understanding that um, those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. Um, that is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination, it's the journey. I've been balling so damn hard, I swear I think that I'm coping. Young bull on this rap shit, but I think that I'm coping. I swear I'm ducking on these souls. The Mountie Bros Podcast, episode 115. R.I.P. Mamba. Watch me hit the strip club, make it right like I'm coping. Industry full of lights, I play the game like I'm coping. And since I think I'm coping, we got a real big weekend, we got a lot to talk about. Did you ready to turn up with us? Let's go! I got the rack, she like you need to show She gon' wanna blow me cause I ball like a Kobe On my right wrist, Versace, on my left wrist, a roll. I hold my rollie up and now the bad bitches on me I got my right pocket, 50's on my left I'm ballin' like a Kobe I grew up on Young Boy, we grew up on Chief Keith, it's different That's a fact! I got 47 more in them since I signed with Jimmy Alvin, I swear I think that I'm Kobe. I dig that. You boys won't be like me, and I think that you want me. Since I signed with Jimmy Alvin, I swear I think that I'm Kobe. You boys won't be like me, and I think that you want me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go. Let's get this shit up this Friday. Let's go. I come from the struggle and love all the trouble I've been here before I'm done and I'm sick of the talk with the smiling faces Not anymore yeah. Kicking the door Kicking in the gutter I come from the mud I can Tell give you a tour If they wanna battle I'm ready for war I come from the struggle and love all the trouble I've been here before I'm done and I'm sick of the talk with the smiling faces Not anymore yeah. Kicking the door Kicking the door I come from the mud I can give you a tour If they wanna battle I'm getting loose I've been a bigger man, they didn't give a damn And I don't wanna call a truce And they don't wanna hear the truth They think it was luck that got me in the booth Cause I'm up and I'm eating my fruits And they didn't see the seeds or the bleeding Non-believing, underachieving See, I remember this shit was flat on my ass Mum lost the yard and I'm trying to grow Studio was my time apart I'd go bake off back at Moolies yard Scheming how we'd get our moolers up Stupidness for a few quid more Thank God if we play that music bus Think I ain't ready, you stupid If they wanna battle, I'm ready for war I come from the struggle and love all the trouble I've been here before I'm done and I'm sick of the talk with a smiling face Not anymore, yeah Kicking the door Been in the gutter, I come from the mud I can give you a tour If they wanna battle, I'm ready for war I come from the struggle and love all the trouble I've been here before I'm done and I'm sick of the talk with a smiling face Not anymore, yeah Kicking the door I told him this right here. He don't know nothing about this right here. <laughs> nothing about this right here. Can I get That's your little money? Every day goes. Every time we've no control. If the Mountain Bros Podcast. If you locked in with us on this Friday. It's the same way you it's show. The same way. Nod my head, don't close my eyes. Halfway on. Is you with me, DC? It's the same way you show me. You could fly, then you'd feel south Up north, it's getting cold soon The way it is, we're on land So I'm someone I hold true Keep you cool when it's still alive Won't let you down when it's all ruined Just the same way you show me 
<laughs> Take it away, Nate. Man, that shit is fire. <laughs> that war joint in the middle we played. This man started spinning his verse. I said, oh, hell no. I didn't hear the verse. We heard the, we heard the hook. No, I like that Stupid. joint. Stupid. Scoop him when I jump in the booth. <laughs> Yo, 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 welcome to the Mallory Bros Podcast. The Millery. I said Mallory, didn't I? Millery. Welcome to the Mallory Bros Podcast. Happy Friday. We turning up. Uh, if you're watching this or you, uh, you listen to this, I know. Oh, I'm sorry. If you're listening, you started. We started with the Kobe. Believe it or not, when we're recording this, it's Mama Day, 824, RIP Kobe Bryant. Yes, and everybody that, if you're watching this or if you're listening to this, I want everybody to just sit there and... For a second, I want you to think to yourself about where you are right now. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to get like mad deep or nothing like that. There you go. But just think about where you are right now. You're saving money. You're in the middle of jobs. You're trying to get to where you're going. Mm-hmm. If you heard what Kobe said in the beginning, this is the journey. I mean, this is the championship right here. You know what I'm saying? You know what I thought about? You are right in your, your game two of like the first series you know what i'm saying you never really know where you at that's a fact but what i'm gonna say is uh when you look back at your journey that is more important than whatever trophy you get when you think about when you move into a new house mm-hmm. when you look back at the days that you live with your parents and you live in an apartment and shit like that it's just like you don't look back and be like oh fuck that even though it might have been like a hard time you'll look back and be like damn you know what we really did this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Damn, I really came from that. Yep. So low-key, that journey is not the destination. It's the journey. It's the journey. Turn up R.P. Yes, Kobe, man. This shit is crazy that this nigga's not here. I got my purple bonnet. It's not even on purpose. I had it last week. The stars is aligning. Mm-hmm. And the shirt that I got on. Yeah, you dress like you you dress like an old navy man. I knew he was gonna say old navy, but you, you look you like them teddy bears like. that used to dress up. This nigga looking like a double cheeseburger sitting like, right next to me. This nigga look like a McDonald's. One big <laughs> slice of cheese. This nigga look like he in a craft commercial like shit. Remember they used to put the uh the old navy cheese joint wins. in the truck. Remember you going to old navy so they had a truck. Nah, That's what yeah, you look like sure. you got That's off what of it that. That look like. That, that joint nice though. This shit this shirt way too big. If I stand up, y'all would see that it's a dress. Shit's a dress. This nigga got on a nighty shirt. He wear that jump to bed with nothing else. I said, fuck it. It's too big for me to wear. I'm going to wear it sitting down on the podcast. Podcast. Y'all have no idea how many times I wore a little ass shirt on this jump. Little as shit? Mm-hmm. Just wide and short. Just wide and short. That Malcolm X, y'all remember why I wore that Malcolm X shirt? Uh-huh. Tall fellas. Y'all know about ordering the oversized shirts. That joint uh-huh. fit right, but it's made for a short nigga. Sleeves come <laughs> down right, but you like, what the fuck? Look, you like, know I, what? <laughs> two washes, and this is a halter top. I don't know where you wanted to start it to, uh, start it off, Terrell, mm-hmm. but I was going to talk about I went to the Chipotle, <clears throat> and I had like a wholesome experience. experience, yeah. I was standing in line at Chipotle, and I get irritated as fuck when I go to Chipotle. The girl in front of me was ordering, literally, bro, this is no cap. She ordered four bowls and two of those little kids' joints. Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? But she's sitting there looking at all of the shit on her phone, 
And like I'm like, man, and look, the nigga before her ordered maybe three bowls. So for some reason I was just irritated. I'm like, man, I gotta stand behind this lady and she's getting mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And she was, I ain't gonna lie, she was kind of struggling with it. Struggling yep. to get the uh order right she was like no go back can you go back and do this look she even forgot one of the kids meals had to go behind me and uh-huh. i was just irritated i'm like so irritated when the lady started packing her stuff in she put bowl 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 the kids meal and she left the other kids meal by my joint and the lady was so and i ain't gonna lie bro she didn't look she looked she didn't look stressed overwhelmed she definitely looked overwhelmed with it because i don't know if you ever had to order chipotle for your whole family, if you're getting it's more a, than two bowls, it's a fucking hell of a product. Fuck that. Fuck that. It's not even mm-hmm. that bad, but I just don't fuck with it. Because, look, everybody in the line know it's like, oh, you, 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 you. But uh, basically, she put all of the bowls in, and she basically forgot one. And the lady had her card out. She was paying. Like, the lady's hair was all over the place. Uh, kinda, you know what I'm saying? She looked like she just didn't really want to even be in that junk. Crocs. But I'm like, man, uh, I'm sorry. Once she went to pay, I told the lady, I said, hey, believe it or not, this one is hers too, this kid's meal. And mm-hmm. she said, okay. The lady looked at me and said, oh, thanks a lot. My son would have been upset if I would have forgot that. And like the way she looked at me, she was like nice as shit. She hadn't said nothing to me the whole time in the line, but when she looked at me, she was nice as shit. I said, wow, all right, bet. Then I said, okay. So they took a minute to pack up all of her stuff. So I go over to the, I'm sorry, she was packing her stuff up. I paid for mine. I just got my regular joint. I go over to the little. The napkins and the drink joint. They don't have any forks. You know what I'm saying? So I just got a spoon and was like, all right, whatever. She came over to the forks and was like, there ain't no no forks. And she was like, I'm going to go ask them for some. I didn't think nothing of it. I just walked out of that joint. I walked out. I parked on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Of the yeah. little joint. So I had to walk through. I walked past this car. It's this dude sitting in the car with the windows down. Like this big ass suburban. The dude said, hey, bro, those are the, he said, those the Air Max, uh, Air Max. And I said, they're the Air Max 90s. So I just had these Air Max 90s. I believe me, I've lost some shit too. Mm-hmm. But I said, yeah, these the all white joints. I said, but they not, and you know how I'm a talkative ass motherfucker. I, yeah. Talkative ass person. Try to stop cursing. And tell about this story. <laughs> I said, these not the, the advanced joints. I said, they got some better ones out there. These ones only cost 130 on Nike. He was like, oh, I bet. I bet. This nigga's just sitting in the car cooling. Mm-hmm. I get in my car, close my door. I see the lady coming out of the joint, and she gets in the Suburban. Uh-huh. And I said, this motherfucker got his wife in the fucking Chipotle. And maybe this wasn't a crazy story. I thought you said it was wholesome. Well, this is what I felt like. He got his wife in this store getting all of this food by herself. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Niggas just sitting out there. Even Frida asked me what shoes I had on. She going through a whole bunch in there. And all I was thinking about is like, damn, I was y'all like hating on this lady for real. You know what I mean? I was like, man, fuck this lady. Damn. Head, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, man, getting all these fucking bowls, man. See this, that shit? Or whatever. I'm thinking in my head, I'm getting ready to tweet, mother. I hate being out behind people. But when I seen that she went out there and was... Got in the car, and I'm like, you never know. You know what I'm saying? This is all I'm saying. You really just don't know what people are dealing with. That's a fact. You know what I mean? I don't mean to be long-winded on that, but it was like, damn, I was just j- jolly by the hate. Meanwhile, she didn't even have to be in that joint, though. You How know what old I mean? was the man? Older than me. 40s? 40s. 
Them old niggas, they look, they Nigga drove. asking me about my shoes. Yo, your lady in there getting the food and she's getting mad stuff. Yeah, bro. Almost forgot one. And that nigga probably would have been mad, mad as I don't know what if she yeah. forgot one. Oh, you forgot this one? But she in there dolo. Yeah. Old, old niggas are different, bro. You know what I felt like, though? I felt like. I thought you was going to say she forgot a bowl and I paid for one. Nah. Because I I'm, felt bad. I'm going to. Well, you told all of that to say you saw a woman in there ordering bowls that you was irritated by. And then you realized she was with a nigga that wasn't ordering. So I guess, what, you didn't feel bad Nah, no she's, in a, she's with an ain't shit nigga. So I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I wasn't hating on her. How is he ain't shit? You got your fucking lady in there getting six bowls while you sitting in the fucking car asking niggas about their shoes? But like you said, you never know what people are going through. What if he was on the phone with, you know, somebody, an important phone call, she just ran in to get the bowls? See, because what we like to do is we like to shit on brothers real quick and we can talk about it today. But you don't know what that brother was doing. He might have had a phone call and think out the phone. Now, look, you making him ain't shit on your fucking big-ass platform. The way his lady looked in that Chipotle... It Any ain't of no us would have looked that way trying to order seven bowls. Nah, see, fuck that. This so what was he supposed to do? Go in there, you order three bowls, I order four. There's not no, there's not no situation where we at the Chipotle, you going in there getting six bowls. This just me, maybe. What phone call are you taking? And you're sitting in this bur- you're sitting in this suburban. What you- phone call are you taking where you can't go? But look, I get it. I get what you're nah, saying. No, you don't get it. Don't, I'm not trying you to don't. sit on them. All I'm thinking about is like, yo, you just don't look good. You're right. We don't know. We don't know your situation, but the situation just don't look good. That's right. But apply that same grace that you gave her, cause you don't know what's going on to that brother, cause you don't know what happened. This nigga's asking me about my shoes, Terrell. Obviously, he's not on the phone. He wasn't on the phone. But Terrell. you don't know what happened when they pulled up to that Chipotle. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what he is for that. He, you know, he, she could be getting bowls for all their kids that he, you know, you know what I'm saying? He, the man might have had a phone call. Could have been his mother. She like, you go ahead and talk to my law. I'm about to go ahead and get these bowls. You making it seem like she had to go in there and do fucking jumping jacks. When you see the way she was stressing in that line, had to go behind me. Sorry. Sorry. This is just a fuckboy ass situation. You should not be in this joint, Dolo. And your husband sitting outside asking niggas about their shoes? It looks bad. You know but, what I thought about? I said, damn, you know what? If I was a, if I was this single strapped up, I could, you know what I'm saying? You ever seen Temptation? She was 40 years old. Who give a damn? All I'm going to say is, you know what I'm saying? You seen Temptation. What you won't do, another nigga will. And because I would never I'm have you out there on the phone with my mom. Yep, you lose your shorty that way. You outside, you want to ask niggas about their shoes? What you don't know is that I pay for the Suburban. I'm putting all the kids through college. Them six bowls you got, I'm doing this and that. And I'm making sure that my wife is loved. You don't know how that. you how you making sure your wife is loved. She in this joint. Terrence, you're contradicting how you your know whole that? point. You're how do you know that? Your whole point. You're trying to give this man you don't even know credit. This nigga, Abby, you gave her the grace because I met her. I was with her. I saw him. You didn't too. know that from Adam. She could be an asshole. You could look at any situation like that, Terrell. You right. You're looking at the man like that, Terrell, because the writing's on the wall, bro. Because he asked you about your shoes and was free after get after probably taking a phone call. When I tell you this man did not look fresh off a phone call, nor did he look like he was what about is, any importance. What does fresh off a call look like? This nigga might have had on. Terrell, you try. I, I, I get it. I'm just saying. They're not getting. She's not getting going in back and getting in a Tesla. She's not going and getting in something See, nice. now you pocket watching. I'm not pocket watching. What if I'm he was saying, in a Prius? You try to make it what seem if he like was he in the handling biz. What if he was in the, you know. She getting in a beat ass Suburban. <laughs> 
You sitting in the front seat chilling. She getting six bowls. If they got six kids, I'll be driving a beat-up Suburban, too. Terrell, you know what? You see how he do? I see the games he play. Officer Hoyt, this your training day. <laughs> Terrell, we not doing that. And you know what? You're right. I'll let you have it. All I'm going to say is, damn, here her man is giving her a bad time, and I'm getting ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm wanting to give attitude and shit like that. I was glad I did what I did, you know what I'm saying? Save your bowl and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what, Terrell? You a, you a lame-ass nigga. That's why you sitting there looking like a... Uh, this nigga, this nigga, Judge. Craft single. And what you look like, This boy, nigga sitting look there looking like a grilled cheese-like shit, boy. Okay, boy, you sitting here looking like a cloudy day. You thought that was funny-like shit, boy? What you look like? This nigga sitting here looking... You look like a cloudy gray? day. You look like a somber day, boy, with that gray on. You this look like, damn. Like, you look like you do nothing but ruin kids' hopes of a sunny day for the uh, water pop. This nigga sitting here looking... Sunny D. You really can't think of the yellow shit? <laughs> All right, bet. What we got? Uh, I, didn't wanna, I just want to say this. This is random shit. I got a bunch of random shit to say on this podcast. If you're a business and you don't have Apple Pay or some form of digital way for people to use Samsung Pay, Android Pay, Apple Pay, nah, you behind. are behind. Nobody wants to wait in the line. Get all the way to the front for you to say, oh, no Apple Pay. Oh, now I got to go to my car. Nah, you're right. Where you go where they ain't have Apple Pay? My fucking beauty supply store. Oh, yeah. Fuck y'all don't have Apple Pay. I know motherfuckers that don't make any money. Y'all got the whole block shopping here. I know niggas that do a couple transactions a month, but they'll pull up when you with the square reader. Nah, you're right. But There's this my neighborhood shopping in here. How you know that they not having, like you how you say, since you went to shit on my thing, how you know they weren't having a system issue? How you, why, you know how they? Because I know if, if you said, look, our Apple Pay not working right now, so just go ahead and insert the chip if you got you it. You would have still shit. been sick. I would have still been sick because, hey, look, business is business. Nah, you're right. Like, you either, you either the lion or the sheep. Let me ask you this. Did you still buy what you want? You went to your car and came back? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Take your receipt. Next in line. <laughs> this nigga complaining about Apple Pay. Why they don't have Apple Pay? But you still pay. Yeah, all right. Okay. I will tell you this. Cash only. Oh, you taking oh, no hell. business that day. You ever wait in line? You See, you talking about uh, shorty that ordered the six bowls. That just reminded me. I was waiting in the motherfucking McDonald's drive-thru. It was a couple weeks ago. I was waiting in the motherfucking McDonald's drive-thru forever behind this fat-ass minivan. I said, God damn, this motherfucker must be ordering a whole menu. But then I looked in that joint, see Kids. nothing but little heads. Little heads. You know, you pull up the window and you can still see the motherfucker's uh, order? Yeah. She had hella Happy Meals, apple slices, extra fries, Sprite, honey, high C. Hell yeah, bro. And you see, that's why I said, like, yo, anybody telling you to go to Chipotle and getting six plus bowls, four bowls, who's the four adults eating these bowls? Like, you want to talk about... He probably got six kids. Who are the four big-ass kids that's getting the same bowls as we? Facts. That's a mission right there. Man, mom will tell you that. She, remember when she said y'all got to an age where y'all was not eating kids' meals no more? Nah, I get, kids I get, get it. Yeah. Fat. I mean, uh, when I used to work, I used to go on a silent lunch. I used to just be coming back from lunch. Oh, yeah, I'm back. Where did you go? I went to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you should have told us. We would have told you what we wanted. I don't know what the fuck y'all think yeah, this is. Yeah, no. I'm not getting y'all nothing. I want to eat in my car. I don't want to have to bring your meal back, give you a fry, give you your shit, and then when niggas don't get their shit. Uh-huh. And then look, you on your way back to the uh, hub and look, customer like, look. Can, can I help? Can I question, get your help Question, question. 
Do you not see my food, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> uh, those people, I got, I got all respect for the people who will be like, look, I'm sorry, I'm on break. Keep walking. Yeah, I'm on break. I'm on break. I'm on break. I'm on lunch. But yeah, funny as shit. <laughs> people that stand in the middle of the store and be like, anybody help? What the fuck, fuck is wrong, wrong with, with you? you? Go up to a human being and say something. What are you, a fucking pirate? Can I get some help over here? Can I get some help over here? No. <laughs> we used to be like, sir, uh -huh. sir, what, what do you need? Right this way. One, calm, calm down. People used to do that. I used to say, one second, and I'm going to go just find anybody else that needs help <laughs> before you. <laughs> sir, you think you are? Did you need? Oh, when somebody look up. Do the finger to you. Finger joint. I'm just like the Will Smith pick. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> Not me. I'm not answering that shit. Fucking retail woes, dog. Hey, that shit, that shit teach you patience. Nah, 100. Because look, you gotta go up to that brother. And look, when you get over there, they wanna say, we've been trying to get out. We've been trying to get out. What do you been need? Here five minutes. I used to hate when motherfuckers used to lie. We open at 10, it'd be like, it'd be like 10.07. They'd be like, I've been waiting up here 30 minutes. It's like, motherfucker, we just opened seven fucking minutes ago. What the right. fuck do you want over here in this fucking radio section that nobody shots? What do you want? Look, then they Look, they want something random? We don't have it. Fuck yeah, out of here! Yeah, you be real militant with it. The red one is this one, and the blue one is that one. It says on the pocket. Did you read? <laughs> if you read, you wouldn't even have needed it. Because you would have... And then, you know, there always be some stupid shit like, how much is this? It's $249. 249 It's not on sale? I don't see a sale <laughs> sign on it. Can I get some help on me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I saw an article online, and it's random. Penis enlargements. Oh, yeah? Ladies, we next for the BBLs. They said that men, <laughs> over 1.3 million cosmetic procedures have been done on men since 2018. Men are dead ass getting <laughs> enlargements. So I was going to ask you, a BBL don't cost $60,000 like you think. It don't. They said cosmetic surgery for real, for real, for a BBL might cost between like $55 and $8,500. Yeah, those are not good BBLs. Well, you don't look. A good BBL costs you between $12,000, to $15,000. k. I'm not, what's the, I don't know the dude's name. I'm not him. So you're right. Go ahead and get a $5,000 BBL if you want. Come back to this looking just like the motherfucking Buzz Life. That's what I'm saying. Chunky. <laughs> but I know you're not getting ready to ask me. If you knew you could get with the best surgeon rail, would you get the enlargement? I don't need it. Let's not be <laughs> cocky and confident. <laughs> and answer the question truthfully. <laughs> I, I don't need it. Honestly, I don't need it. I don't need it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Nah, you're right. And I would be too afraid of the defects. Like, we've seen the defects with BBL. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you walk around this joint with the inchworm dick. You walk around this joint with your <laughs> shit looking like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, what I had, what I tried to do is I tried to get my shit larger. Well, you can't feel anything. This is my thing. <laughs> Question was this. What is to be gained? Now, we know... For my fellas who might not feel like they whatever, whatever, uh -huh. they might feel like they need a little, you know what I'm saying? They might have a six-inch sandwich. They might have wanted to have a Subway foot-long mm -hmm. uh, Italian herbs and cheeses. Yep. Uh, if you want that, black folks love Italian herbs and cheeses, bread. Y'all unhealthy motherfuckers. Go ahead. Subway go ahead, bread. Go ahead. I don't want to step on your point. You might feel like you want that, but my thing is this. Like, how do you, for a woman, it's easier to explain a BBL. 
I don't feel like we can share. They have celebrities in the artist that I looked at, the, the, the little uh, article I looked at, it was celebrities with this lady. 50 Cent, other celebrities. I'm like, are they supporting or have they gotten procedures? Oh, well. And look, I don't give a fuck. All I'm saying is, <laughs> as a man, I don't think we can confidently say, yeah, you know, my shit was little, so I just wanted to get my shit larger, so I got some cosmetic surgery. They probably would, we would just never say. We probably wouldn't even share that. But the difference is, the ladies are different because you get to see them walking around with their body one way, and then visually you can see a difference. Men, we walk, we got pants on, so nobody's going to know. You know what I'm saying? They said it's been a 29% increase in men getting cosmetic surgery since 2000. So, ending this point, this world is becoming fake as shit. From the fake asses to fake titties, now we can fake it. Mm-hmm. Niggas have. Have you heard about niggas getting the uh, height change? They'll slice your shin right here and down here, pull your leg down, stretch the skin of your leg, and add in a splint to make you taller. You can go from being five seven to six three. That's an in- crazy height increase. Yeah. What happened when we've known you your whole life? I just got her growth spurt. You buy your cousin a shirt for Christmas and you're like, what the hell? I thought this, <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker don't wear a medium no more. But that's more. the thing, you wear this shit because you still got the same size torso. You just a to- you just. You're you going to be like on, you're going to make like an NBA My Player when you want to have a, a good three point. Do you make your arms real short? <laughs> this nigga don't know about that. <laughs> that sounds like some bullshit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's all I was talking about. You know what they calling it? Daddy do-over. Daddy do over? Ridiculous, Terrence. Would you get a daddy? I'm here for one daddy do over, please. <laughs> Stretch me. <laughs> hey, look. Oh, that's hilarious, honestly. You get what your lady you don't imagine you don't tell your lady that you're getting that done. How you gonna hide it when your ass is laid up? Or how do you introduce your new shit? <laughs> how do you introduce that in the bedroom? <laughs> I went and got some shit done. You ain't gonna be ready for. <laughs> All right, whatever. This nigga's wild. Where do you even see something like that? You must have been on Facebook like shit. Don't worry about where I saw that nigga. Content. Facebook, you'll be looking at a chicken uh, parmesan recipe. Scroll up. Next video was a fight. Next video was a couple's prank. Next, somebody getting their head chopped off. You look like a uh, chicken parmesan right now, boy. You look like a sizzling chicken and shrimp from Fridays like shit, boy. <laughs> Cheese melted as fuck. Man, that used to be the go-to. Let me tell y'all something. When you're ch- when you're chicken and shrimp, I can tell you, I can give you a few secrets about Friday. Shout out to my niggas that that might work there. When that sizzling chicken and shrimp come out and it ain't sizzling, and you say, uh-uh, I need this to be, it says sizzling. It's not. They take it to the back, put an extra piece of cheese on there, re-sizzle that motherfucker and send it right back out. And send it right back out. And mm-hmm. you know what? Bro, I've had some crazy restaurant stories. It was the point where this lady said, I don't want bell peppers. And the dude was like, she, she didn't want, she's not allergic to him. She just didn't want him. He didn't want to wait because he had already had everybody food. Yeah. And his fourth person, pasta he fucked up. I watched this man take a fork and pick out the red bell peppers. Went through the whole pasta, picked it out, re-shook it, re-added the parmesan on top so it looked fresh. Yep. Added some parsley, took that motherfucker back out there. And she ain't even give a fuck. There's no way you'll be able to tell. Damn yeah. Unless def- you taste the pepper. My thing is this. Let's say you get a burger and they put pickles on that joint. You say, this has pickles. Bet. I'm going to take it to the back, take the pickles off, bring the same burger out. What if I'm, what if I'm allergic to pickle? 
What if I'm allergic? I took them off. The juice is still on there. So now she's allergic to pickle juice. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I got five for no reason. I got Here's five for no reason. Here's yeah. my story. Damn, you're right. But it's like, damn, we got to make a whole new burger yeah, because my, you forgot to say no onions. And I, now my tip is $6. Yeah. Or right, 900 for six, for, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing about dealing with drunk motherfuckers. If you deal with drunk motherfuckers, they make the order, I'll take the chicken, hold the Parmesan. Then they come in there like, where's the Parmesan? It's like, your drunk ass asked for me not to put it on there. And you know what? See, this is why I don't like the waiters that don't have the, the little notepad, notepad. I like when the, the waiters have a notepad mm -hmm. because I feel a little bit more confident that my order's being legit. When you got the, the person that's like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> You better remember you this better shit. You better remember this shit. And let them fuck it up. You know what you're going to say, right? Because that motherfucker didn't want to write anything down. That's why they forgot. That's why she forgot my sour cream. I think the worst <laughs> thing that can happen is when you're not giving me a new order. Least you could do as a you server. Mean, or, or a refill. Like it's, yeah. Free refills. You it's know like, I ordered buffalo wings. I should not have to hunt you down for water. We went to uh, Yard House. Shout out to my boy, Amonique and Manny. They both listen. My brothers. Um, we been to Yard House. We ordered fries like three times from this nigga. He coming back talking to us about baseball and did y'all see X, Y, Z? Motherfucker, hold up. Where the fries at? Yeah, you need to check in. <laughs> you know what's bad when they say, just take it off the check. Just take them fries. Just take it off. Just. Nah, yeah, I think the last restaurant that I was at, I forget which one. I, I don't even remember where it was, but I remember we got our drinks and the girl put our order in, but she kept coming and saying, is everything okay over here? But she hadn't given us our food yet. So we like, yeah, we're just drinking these drinks. You right. know what I'm saying? Waiting for the food. We're waiting for the food. Weird. I it's, could teach niggas how to serve. If I had a restaurant, it'd be Liddy. Liddy in the city. All girls wearing bras showing titties. All right, bet. House Dragon. Let's get it. House of Dragon, HBO is back, man. Yes, sir. HBO is back. House of Dragon was so fire. I'm going to keep it 100 toe Terrell. It's almost like... It's like I had a... I don't even know how to explain it, but I got put right back in my Game of Thrones bag. I thought that that bag was gone. I thought that I threw that bag away. Yep. That shit was like finding money or finding some shit you used to love. Is this my game, boy? Yeah. I'm walking around playing Tetris the next couple weeks, reliving the magic. Mm-hmm. That's what that shit felt like, man. That shit was so fire. It's incredible. I think, uh, and then, oh, shattered all records. Literally huh. the biggest premiere of 2022. All that... And this is my thing, too, about that. So many people was like, man, fuck that. I'm not watching that bullshit. Me? Man, fuck it. I'm not watching the prequel. We remember y'all. Me? That didn't show up. Uh, look, y'all can say what y'all want about the end of Game of Thrones. Broke motherfucking records this time around. First of all, they smoked their last record yep. that got beat by Euphoria this year. Yep. And they got, yeah. the, yep, they got the biggest premiere of this year. It's like... Oh, yeah. Motherfucking showed up. 100. They dope. had 10 million uh, viewers for the premiere. It's the most watched HBO premiere in history. They just beat mm -hmm. the uh, Euphoria, broke that record last year. Yep. Or maybe early this year? Earlier this year. Yep. 2022. Mm -hmm. Euphoria broke that record, and they went ahead and smacked it back. And I'm going to keep it 100, John. We said we weren't excited for House of Dragon, Terrell, when... This is before the trailer came out. This is when they announced that they doing it. Mm -hmm. We was like, fuck a prequel. We don't want to see that shit. You remember when they said they had a prequel that was coming out that was based on what? Or they said they, they had a show idea coming out where it was supposed to be Jon Snow and what he was going to do on the Night's Watch. And people was like, who gives a fuck about this? And I think that still might be coming out. 
Oh, yeah, they did a sequel. We was like, we don't want to see that shit. He's supposed to be on the Iron Throne, but low-key, if they come out with that, I'm probably just right. going to watch it. If it's the same creators, but visually, I, the yeah, show was stunning. Sorry. It was amazing. It looked great. Let me see. You, keep, you talk. I'm going to see who this is. Visually, the show was stunning. We started. I'm not going to, not no spoilers, but y'all know this is House of Dragon. We, the first thing that we see is a dragon. It was just fire. I'm telling you, like the, the intensity, the cinematography, you're put right back in like season eight Game of Thrones mode. Like, not just the beginning Game of Thrones. I mean, this is real shit. These, they're not playing. And I felt like the characters, we got some characters from the same cloth as a lot of the characters we've already been introduced to. We could already say, oh, he's going to be like him. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be like her. So if you're not watching, this is what I want to tell everybody who listens. If you don't watch, it's on HBO. HBO Max, I think, is like $7.99 a month. I get it. Everybody subscribe to stuff. You got your Netflix. You got our Patreon. I get it. It's a lot. But look, House of Dragon is brand new. This is not a continuation of Game of Thrones. This is a prequel. So if you're looking for a show that you want to watch with everybody, you want to be on the same page as everybody, you want to get into those conversations, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's nothing better than watching on Sunday at 9 with everybody. Yeah. Like, you start now, when they have those crazy episodes, it's like a community. And this is your chance to become a part of it. So I urge everybody to watch and just benefit. because it's brand new. And it's and, the biggest network. And the benefit is that you don't have to watch... You don't have to have seen eight seasons of Game of Thrones to be able to watch this yeah. and understand. It is 100% putting you back in that Game of Thrones era. Just from the rawness of it, the gore, yes. the intensity, mm-hmm. the on the edge of your seat, and then like all of the call, some of the little small callbacks. Yeah. And so what I also want to say is if you enjoy watching House of Dragon... And you watch Breaking Bad and love Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul has some of those same, you get some of those same feelings. It takes a minute because those first two seasons of Better Call Saul are rough. Yeah. But when you start watching Better Call Saul and you see this motherfucker walk past. Better Call Saul didn't have a first episode like this, though. It didn't. Oh, yeah. By, by, wait, I will. It didn't. It did. It didn't. At the end of the first episode of Better Call Saul, motherfucking Tuco walk outside. Man, the first episode... That was I mean, dope. I'm sorry. The first season of Better Call Saul was kind of corny, man. It was. It was. It was. Trying to get the... To understand... But I'm just saying, like, now that we late in it and I haven't finished, the finale came on, I have not seen it yet. Yeah. But some of those same feelings. You know that Jane, uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul have talks to come back in the last season. Yeah. So... You're going to see thick-ass Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even looking like Jesse. You know, I anymore. already saw the episode. Over real? Yeah. Why you ain't say nothing? Because I didn't know you didn't want to watch it or not. Terrell, I wouldn't want to just at least see that part. So you saw Walt? Yeah. And Jesse? Walt and Jesse. Is it honestly, bro, it, 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 it honestly make you feel like, damn, like. Why was somebody not even sharing? Back that? in the Crystal Lab, too. In the motherfucking, uh, so they got the shit on. Think about the part where they were like, holding Saul hostage. And he was like, uh, it wasn't me. Yeah. And then Walt started coughing. Yeah. And they kidnapped him. They go back to that day. Wow. Let me tell you something. I'm going to want to see that. <laughs> Jesse looked old as shit. I'm about to say, I know he does. <laughs> but um, We just got to buy it. Fuck it. <laughs> if you didn't watch it neither, then it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. But if you did, you don't really care because it's him. Right. Dope. It was 100% fan service. We did not need that scene that they put in there. We didn't need it. Nah. But 
House of Dragon, Sundays. If you're not watching it, if you're not on the Game of Thrones wave, right, then you're missing out on something great. You're definitely missing out on some great shit. So, right, random quick question. Mm -hmm. Random. Would you rather fight a gorilla once a week or have all of your thoughts come true? I saw this on TikTok. Would you rather fight a gorilla once a week or have all of your thoughts come true? Let me tell y'all something about if you fight a gorilla once a week. You will last one week. So do I want to die in a you week? You don't die, though. You don't die. You just got to fight it. But I'm not going to die. Nope. So that means I'm invincible. You're not invincible. Because if a gorilla can't kill me, nothing can kill me. Well, that's the thing. You're not going to die. If you want to say you're invincible, I'd rather take the invincibility and fight a gorilla. Because then nothing, nobody can touch me. You wouldn't have all your thoughts come true. Hell no. I have some fucked up thoughts. Damn. I wonder if you have control. So you're saying, oh, so I'm invincible. So maybe you have some control over your thoughts. That's what I was thinking. Like, all right, man, what are the stipulations? But you know what I thought, too? Take, let me take the gorilla. After a while, I'm going to be like, you know how they have a Groundhog Day? Or Groundhog, not a Groundhog Day, but the movie Groundhog Day where you relive uh -huh. the same thing? After a while, I will, I will be sunning that gorilla. Who says that the gorilla's always going to win? I have to fight it. That don't mean he's going to catch me off guard. He sneaked me every week. When I nah, see that motherfucker Chance, coming, you want to stand on one side of the octagon, and on the other side of the octagon of you is a motherfucking see, gorilla. Nah. That see, when he charge you, bro, you're done. That's why I said if I can fight him and not die, that means I'm invincible. If I got one of them little sticks that zap, you're done. Zap. He gonna slap the hell out of you before you get close to him with that little selfie stick. All of your thoughts coming true might not be so bad neither. Nah, because bro, I have fucked up thoughts sometimes. Cause like if I'm, what if you think about, you know, what I'm saying good shit. Say good things happen. Biden, forgive all student loans, not just 10000 worth, right? I'm thinking that. Come true. You think you, you know what I'm saying? And honestly, that even that situation, that's Nah, yeah. With much, with much power comes much responsibility. Damn, mm -hmm. fuck that. I don't even know why I said Speak that. Speak about, speaking of Biden with the whole student loans thing. Yeah. That is just a reminder for everybody to not get a private lender and just get federal if you can. It sucks if you don't because guess what? My black ass has Sally Mae. And if you have Sally Mae, you're screwed. If you have Sally Mae, all this 10,000 such and such relief, those are for federal loans. Also, guess what? It's funny because I was talking to my girl. She was like, are you ready to start paying your loan back and start paying that big chunk of money every month again? I said, what are you talking about? She was like, student loan forgiveness is getting ready to be over. I said, oh, you must not know I've been paying Sally since 2019 this shit started. Oh, yeah, no bullshit. They didn't give a damn if you had a job, if you was had COVID. I haven't looked at that federal side in a minute, though, since COVID started. <laughs> that was three years ago. They extended for the last time to December 31st. So as of January next year, your black ass had to start getting up that 225 or 200 or whatever that you got to pay. crazy. The world has inflation going through the fucking sky. You know what I'm saying? All the way until... Uh, December, all right, bet, like, inflation going up, and everybody about to have just their school loans just thrown right back in your life after three years of a break? Uh -huh. Because guess what? The, 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 um, the, what do you call it? The economy needs that influx of cash. You know what I'm saying? Going back to the government. They're about to be sending a whole bunch so of So this is what they do. Notice. They know they about to start getting that big check every month from y'all paying. So they said, fuck it, look, we'll give these niggas 10000 off. If you make, if you, if you got, make less than 125000 If right. you make more than one twenty five, you get nothing. Damn. But they about to get that check back. So, yeah, we about to break these niggas off a little bit. Pause. I want that 10 k Bet. 
since we were talking about the House of Dragons thing, you want to talk about the uh, the Matt Damon clip? Do you have that? Yeah, I got it. I don't know if y'all saw, but Matt Damon went on Hot Ones um, and was talking about the state of the industry and why movies are made the way they're made and um, was basically saying, like, that the industry is changing because of physical copies and stuff. And it was interesting. There was a, I saw some mixed feedback for it. Um, but all in all, what he said made a lot of sense. We're going to play the clip. Is, is sitting on the couch on a Friday night, going through the streaming services, cycling through the movies and, and thinking to themselves, they're not making movies for me anymore. As somebody who's been intimately involved in movie making for 30 years, what are the macro Hollywood conditions behind that sentiment? Well, so what happened was um, the DVD was a huge part of our business, of our revenue stream. And technology has just made that uh, obsolete. And so the movies that, that we used to make, you could afford to not make all of your money when it played in the theater because you knew you had the DVD coming behind the release. And six months later, mm -hmm. you'd get all, you know, a whole nother chunk. It would be like reopening the movie almost. And when that went away, that changed the type of movies that we could make. I did this movie Behind the Candelabra and I talked to a studio executive who explained it was candelabra. a $25 million movie. I would have to put that much into print and advertising, right, to, to market it, um, what we call P&A. So I'd have to put that in P&A. So now I'm in $50 million. I have to split everything I get with the exhibitor, right, the people who own the movie theaters. So I would have to make $100 million before I got into profit. And, and the idea of making $100 million on a story about, like, uh, this love affair between these mm -hmm. two people... Yeah, I love everyone in the movie, but I, it's a, that's, a, that's suddenly a massive gamble in a way that it wasn't in the 1990s when they were making all those kind of movies, the kind of movies that I loved and, and the kind of movies that were my bread and butter. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you know what I'll, what I'll say about that? 100% facts when it comes to physical copies. I can tell you, because I used to work in the electronics, so I know I used to work for Best Buy. When we would do new releases for films, we would do about... On that opening day for the film, yeah. or the, on that opening day for the, the Blu-ray launch, or and especially when we had Blu-ray DVD, Blu-ray DVD and 4K, and then we had Steelbook, we would do six thousand, seven grand to ten grand. Let's say we did ten. Some days we would do some movies. We would do ten grand in movies that day from people coming in. I remember so many people coming remember? in getting them DVDs. Yeah. Even if it was four thousand, when you got. We have a thousand, if we got a thousand stores, and these are just Best Buys. Yeah. If all of those stores are doing 4,000, over that, over just those thousand stores from that company, that's an extra four million to what you made. And if you do intent, if it's a, the Marvel films now, or even like a, the QT joints used to do numbers. Nah, yeah, them Blu-ray 4K joints used to be like thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? So once you add up the Target sales, Walmart sales... FYE, wherever you can get a movie. All those places. You're making an extra like $20, 30000000 million. Black Friday deals where yep. you still can run it back for your movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just going to keep making money throughout the year. The shit that threw me is him talking about like certain payments that he had to make. Like, I got to pay this person 50 mm -hmm. I got to pay 50 for this. So that's already 100 up. And I got to yep. try to get that back. And they're not going to trust me to take that to the theaters. Yeah, because not a lot of people are going to the theaters to see, like he said, the smaller movies. They'll make the big boys, 
Like, and they probably don't have no problem getting people to go see Doctor Strange. They don't yeah. probably got no problem seeing people going to see the Thors and the Spider-Mans, but like, you gonna turn a profit from the seats alone. Nah, yeah. I thought that, that was crazy. I feel like a lot of people were saying that the same goes for the music business with CDs, where streaming has become more of a... I felt like streaming changed the game, though. Well, a lot of people who were saying, oh, well, it's the same for the music business. You think it changed the game for us as consumers, or do you think it changed the game for... Because I, I think it changed the game for the better for us as consumers, but it didn't change the game for the better for artists, because... People have always talked about how much you a stream is worth. You yeah. gotta play a song like a thousand and whatever times for it to count as one sale. Versus, I think if you own your masters, though, you have more of an opportunity for long term. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Gain from that versus a CD. You know what I'm saying. If you own your masters, even if even if people are playing your song, look at that lady who did. Uh, Kate Bush, you know, where mm. everybody's streaming her songs. It's not like people went out and bought those CDs because they went and saw Stranger Things. Now, you know, um, they yeah. streamed her music, and she's getting some dough from that. Yeah, but Terrence, I want you to imagine if, because think about it. If you got to get a 1,000 plays for it to count as a sale, and that joint is doing numbers, it's at the whatever, it's got whatever units this week. Yeah. Because everybody has Apple Music, whatever. Imagine if Stranger, if there's no streaming service, there is no Apple Music, all the music you get is just like back in the day we had to buy CDs. Yeah. But imagine Stranger Things comes out and that song is on there and Kate Bush re-releases her CD and now she's getting paid off the Stranger Things soundtrack that you buy in store from that song based on units sold. If that was the only way we can get music... It, I feel like she would. It would be even more lucrative because they wouldn't have to buy a thousand copies for it to equal one sale. But see, every one of them, she's gonna get a lot of money in this time. But see, I disagree. But you are right because you know I what? Because I think people are gonna be watching Stranger Things for the next ten years, next 10, 15 years. Nah, you're right. And everybody's gonna learn to say, you know what? I love this track. Look at me. I have a Pulp Fiction um, soundtrack that I was just gifted. You know. I love that music from that movie. Somebody could watch that movie for the first time and say, yo, I love this music. And they could go and stream it, you know? And you know what? You do get paid per stream when you stream it. So, my so thing if is, I bought the Kate Bush album, I pay once, once. And now I have this whole, I could, you won't know how many times I played. And people would be like, well, well you're paying $12.99 for that CD. But like, how much is she really getting from a $12.99 sale? They had to package it. Somebody had to ship it, sell it. Yeah, but you, you know, Best Buy gonna get a cut. But Terrence, this you, person gets a cut. But yeah. how much of that twelve do they see? I wonder. Yeah, but I, I would bet it would be more than a stream, uh, a, a thousand streams. Stream, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think what? I'd rather take the long term for music. Yeah, you know, music. This conversation changes when we go from film to music, right? Well, as far as like films, the DVD thing makes sense. I mean. You know what I'm saying? People are going to pay HBO to see mm -hmm. your film. And we have no idea what that back end looks like on what we're going to get for saying, mm -hmm. all right, we want to put our film on Netflix or HBO or whatever like that. Now, yeah. if we working directly with them, a direct release, like do a Marty Scorsese, Irishman, Netflix, straight up release. All right, bet. I'm getting $100 million to do this movie. Mm -hmm. This movie's going to go on Netflix for, look, you just watched The Irishman. Yep. 
So that movie is still making money. The Irishman has been been trending on Netflix for weeks now. Go to your trending right now on Netflix. You're going to see The Irishman. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. When you got that sound that, that bangs, I got an opportunity to make way more money with people re-watching and, and re-listening rather than them buying that physical copy. Yeah, because that's based on... Cause with streaming services, you making a movie and your profit is based on traffic. Traffic, yeah. New accounts, traffic. People watched. Reactivations and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it's easier for somebody like Marty, though. So when yeah. you think about that film, that, that the small guy that probably has a dope-ass story about the guy and the girl and his niche and it's, let's say, like a Fruitvale Station type. Yeah. It'll be harder to get that funded. It's going to be harder for them to get it done because of what they got up front. Yeah. It's like, damn, I'm about to put myself in a big-ass hole and not be able to get out of it because are people going to flood the theaters for this? Right. Like you got, um, what's his name, Ridley Scott with The Last Duel. Yeah. You know? He had stars in it, too. Uh-huh. He had stars in it, too. I you mean, would think. that speaks to, in my belief... I think if you make a movie that people want to see, they're going to go out and see it. Mm-hmm. I think, like, we were talking about Tyler Perry's new movie, A Jazz Man's Blues. And it's just like, okay, do we really want to see this? Mm-hmm. I think the world is waking up when it comes to cinema, when it comes, especially black cinema, what we get. Mm-hmm. I think we are truly waking up, like... I ain't even say nothing on my Twitter because I feel like y'all know me by now. Y'all know what I what I would say. First and I foremost, I saw the beginning of the trailer and was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have nothing. I don't. This my opinion. My opinion didn't have anything to do with race, or like the woman's race. A lot of people were saying interracial. Nah, it wasn't about the fact that some of y'all believe that that woman is white or a little cl- too close to white, even though she's she is black, y'all. She's mm-hmm. a black couple, but. It's just the, the movie, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I really love this girl, but her mother don't want us to be together. And she wants her to be with a white man. She don't want to be with the white man. White man gets angry. Call them mob, call them boys. Oh, I love it. Love you. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> old ass cars, old ass sceneries. They out there on slave plantation shacks. Yeah, they living in fucking... What is this? Who wants to see this shit? Like, what oh, in what? the Huckleberry Finn is this? That's my thing. My thing is like, yo, TP... We've seen you put out those big movies. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to worry about what that Matt Damon You don't have to about. worry about what Matt talking about. I sit at the table different if I'm Tyler Perry. And Tyler Perry... I got my own studio. I can afford to pay everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Tyler Perry is doing everything on his own. He had a clip that was out where he was talking to either Charlemagne or somebody he was talking to. I should play it because I just like disagree with what he said. Like... I'm going to play it because I got it right here. The budgets for my shows are really, really low. Okay. And the reason that they're so low is because being a black show, being a black writer, I get they do models for me. Mm-hmm. Even my movies, my budgets are really low. Mm-hmm. I, I see white boys walk in and they get four or five times as much as and make nowhere near. Right. Being black, I had to go into these rooms and try to figure out, okay, how do I make this work for me? So I was like, okay, I, I own the studio, I own the lights, I own the sound, I own all this stuff. So here's what I'll do. I'll go in, I'll take that lower budget, and I'll make it work. And my audience is going to show up, and they're going to make it work, and they're going to make it a hit. Right. And every every few years, we're going to try to negotiate to get that number higher. Mm-hmm. But in that, 
I'm doing all the sacrificing. Mm. I'm making sure everybody else is paid and get what they want. But my sacrifice comes on the end because it's part of my catalog. Okay. So that's where my value is. It's not. I'm not making the money up front. It's in the long game, right? right. Mm-hmm. Here's what a lot of people. So I understand. Are. I get that. I get that too. But however, it's to me what you're making. You know what I'm saying? Your budgets are low, but like the shit that you be making is not. Like he puts out six or seven shows all at one time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? D like I feel like he he has to me he has the power to make something really good. You know what I mean? I think him being in control of everything, him saying, "Oh my the the sacrifice that I'm taking is my catalog." Nah. Yeah. Tyler Perry's work was better. Because your catalog is what's taking the hits because of what you're making. It's, Think it's, about this. Yeah. When Tyler Perry was writing Diary of a Mad Black Woman, all of these ones that were plays first, he didn't have the money to green like this and this and this at the same time. So it wasn't right. as microwave. He was putting his foot more into the writing, even though some of his stories are ridiculous. But the stories were... A little bit more complex, had a little bit more complexity back then. When he got enough money to start doing House of Pain and making a movie and doing Medea and doing this, yeah. that's where the writing started to suffer because Tyler Perry don't really have m- many folks writing for him. And I commend him for what he's doing. I mean, he's basically doing community work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting out six shows so that a bunch of people can make money on all of these shows. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But the creativity is way down here. So I don't see how you could expect for the number to get higher yeah. when your quality is getting lower. I don't know. I just don't understand that. Because it all depends on the profit. It depends on what I, it depends on, like he said, my people are going to make it a hit. He does have, he has a big following for sure. Your mom, that age group, they are going to go and see it. They're going to stream it. I don't even see the latest Medea joint. Mom yeah. and them saw it though. You know what I'm saying? His demographic, the people that loved his movies and loved his plays. Yeah. I remember, you remember mom used to buy the little Tyler Perry plays, joint, put the DVD in? Yeah. They going to support him, so I guess that's where he's making his money. And he's definitely talking about the long game, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, damn, like, I would not, if I'm him, I wouldn't risk my catalog. Any other producer or filmmaker out here, Marty... He, they all could do that. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like we need a big wig for real. That way we can port, point to him and say, yo, look at their respect. This is respect right here. Mm-hmm. We don't have no good players. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like because it's not cost effective to be creative anymore. Now, creativity will get you paid back in the day. When they came out with seven, when they came out with when, when Fincher was at, is in his prime. Zodiac. When, yeah. Um, what's my man that did? Uh, was it Arnofsky? Who did Wreck Me for a Dream? I think that was Arnofsky. Yeah. When those movies was making bread because creativity was what people were looking for, they was in their bags. But now, I can make more money rebooting King Kong yeah. a fourth time than I will on the on the, the new Silver Linus Playbook joint. But why is that? Because people don't want to see it anymore because the world thrives in nostalgia. Man, 
I don't think that people don't want to see that. But Terrence, you got to remember, the way you are is different, especially post-pandemic. I just you're more open to the what's the the black the 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 new. If if Will Packer would have mm-hmm. put out another, think like a man, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, this person, Michael this person, Ely, it's a yep. funny they all together type thing. People would go and see it, but you wouldn't want that because you would feel like, oh here he go rebooting this or redoing this because no, that's no, no, how no. we feel about but best that's man. My thing. I don't think that it should be think like a man three. I think if you put a new idea out. Even with that same cast, let's say scrap Best Man three, and but and you still have the same cast: Tay Diggs, Morris Chestnut, and and uh, Terrence Howard. They do like a Hangover type film. Mm-hmm. I think movies like that would make money. That would get people back in the theaters. I don't think that we would say, "Nah, fuck that. I don't want to go see that." Like I feel like we really don't. What's the last big black movie we all say, you know what? Let's go to the movie theaters and see that. It was Black Panther. You know what it is? You're right. We're not going to see stories anymore. We're going to be shocked. We're yeah. going to be scared. Yeah. We're going to see Big Bright. Halloween We're going to- Kills. Yeah, like Nope was one of the first movies that people went to the movies to see because it was this original story. But even that kind of played on the Jaws effect. They called it a horror all the way up until it came out. Mm-hmm. They said that Jordan Peele was the horror king, but then Jordan Peele came back and dialed that back and was like, well, it's not really a horror. It's more of a... Like a thriller. A thriller. But you know what I'm saying? They rode that, oh, this is like a Jaws. Even the trailer with them looking up, nope, you know, them looking up being scared. Mm-hmm. We thought we was going to see some crazy shit. So that's how they got us. I feel like they baited us into the seats mm-hmm. that way. Not saying that nope was bad, but... I see the I see the play, yeah. and now it seems like we don't we don't have that many movies with the big stars that are like, you know what I'm saying, right. the regular story. So that's why I think we not. I mean Tyler Perry, you got the connections, you got the connections to say, yo, my next movie I'm gonna do with Denzel. Next movie I'm gonna do with this person, this person. Tyler Perry was in Don't Look Up with Leo, and I felt like if you. I, I, I can't tell somebody how to do their job. Not for real. But I just feel like him saying, well, I'm just going to put all of this stuff out and pay all, make sure all of these people are getting paid. You know what I'm saying? We as your, your viewer, we looking at it like, man, like this shit is, these, these motherfuckers, wigs everywhere, the wigs look crazy. Yep. Fall from grace. Some of these ridiculous stories that we see. It's so bottom barrel. I'm feeling like, how can you ever get any respect when you go and ask, okay, yeah, this made the money it was supposed to based on this budget. And like and yada yada. I don't see how they look at the I feel like people look at your work. They're not gonna I don't think they're looking at numbers, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. Me, you gotta remember what it we is. We as a, a people look at the work. The industry, the entire entertainment industry thrives in numbers and nostalgia. And so that on top of people not being what Matt Damon is saying, going back to what Matt Damon is saying. The original scripts, yeah. they're not as common. If somebody has a new Insecure, it's going to be way tougher for them to get a green light, greenlit today versus when Issa did it years ago. Yeah, you're right. Because now, like you said, like there's just people just want to see the, the thrill. People want to get, they're only going to the theater 
come on, babe, let's go to the movie because we can go see that new Orphan joint. Like, me and my girl supposed to be going to see an Orphan. I want to see Orphan Only too. because, think about it, we saw the first one and now mm-hmm. we kind of know what to expect. Kind of know what we going to get or are we going to be scared. That's why people went to go see some of these other scary movies. But you see, I don't think that they aren't making the movies that Matt Damon was talking about. I've seen plenty of movies coming out. Tyler Perry, your newest movie is exactly what Matt Damon is talking about. The love stories that we used to see growing up. It's just like... Yeah, it's do- it's doable. You got him and then this girl, and it's set in the 19. It's like more so than... More so than I'll say that people won't fund it or people won't go see it. I just think the ideas are so... Well, what do you think about Matt Damon? Because Matt Damon, millionaire, successful director, writer. I think The Martian was not The Martian. Was it The Martian? Mm-hmm. His his last like written joint, I think. I don't remember nah, if he really wrote Scott. that or not. Uh, that was really Scott. But Matt Damon, if anybody can get something greenlit, it should be Matt Damon. So right. if he's saying that it's tough and he got to pay this person, pay that person. But imagine you somebody me, like thinking, you yeah, trying to do that. See, my, my thing is we don't have that. I'm not even speaking for me because I don't really think I'm shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not well, shit. Well, look, not even saying you shit, but like somebody who has a great idea but don't have the money to, to do it. I just think the film industry doesn't have any youth. So I think the old heads are taking ideas up there and it's like, no. No, where is the youth? We got David O. Russell. Like you said, Matt Damon. When you look at the playing field, a lot of the big dogs are like old motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think we need to give, maybe what I'll say, we need to give the youth more money so that they can make bigger movies because I don't think the, I think the old heads are, are, are ailing themselves out. Really, Scott? Uh, the last duel that joined did like, what? It didn't do well. 10 million on like a but 90 million budget? It's because the audience he making that for don't go to the movies no more. Nobody wants to see that. I'm not even going to say that. There's nobody wanting to see but it. But Terrence, nah, really Scott's age group is getting old now. The a- the people that love Alien and love Blade Runner, yeah. post-pandemic, they not going to the theaters. And that's what I'm saying. Dad that's now? why I said I think movies are just... People, people want to see a different movie. Jordan Peele got people in them seats because you put Daniel Kaluuya... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Popular actor. Kiki Palmer. You put them in a movie together. Fuck what it's about. For real, for real. It was different and we enjoyed saying, you know what? I'm going to go see that new Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya movie. Oh, and they scared of something? We didn't even know what it was. Just the idea of a new idea. I feel like Jordan Peele, low-key, is proving that, yo, we could get back to the shits. If I got two main characters... And a dope story, I feel like it would work. Yeah. But what I think, too, is you got to be able to pique the interest of 18 to 30. Because those are the ones that really drove the audience for note. Couples, kids, teens, high teens that aren't afraid to go back to the theater. That's why that works. Last dude didn't work because guess what? We don't want to see that shit. Nobody wanted to go to the theater and watch that shit. Nobody wanted to go see it. We so would rather it on Netflix. Yeah, right. we'll watch it on that. I'd rather wait for it to come out. But that's why I said if you if you do do a movie with the young, even with some of these older actors, but if you put it in more of like a young person's taste, this new Tyler Perry movie, A Jazz Man's Blues, set back in the nineteen fucking twenties, young people aren't gonna go to the theater to see that. If right. Tyler Perry made a twenty twenty movie. That was in the same skin as Why Did I Get Married? 
where Tyler Perry used to be famous for having certain people in this movie, and you're like, damn, I didn't even know he was in it. Mm-hmm. You see the trailer, and you're like, oh, he in it? She in it? They in it? Yeah, you bring back the trailer play. I mean, you bring back Tasha Smith. Uh, and it's like a drama. Yeah. Instead he, of trying to pay everybody, if he would have sit where he used to sit, bro, we would still be going back to the theaters. Mm-hmm. I would go back Black to Folks see a Temptation-type movie if it was... Oh, yeah. Like, Tyler Perry, you got the means to do a dope-ass modern-day movie. Because what's the joint with Taraji that he did? Uh, Damn, I forget. It's called uh, the joint he did with Taraji. Tyler Perry did a joint with Taraji? Yes, the one, Acrimony. Okay, bet. Acrimony. Acrimony, I don't even, Acrimony was in theaters. It did well. It just created, Tyler, one thing Tyler Perry can do is start conversation. Yeah. A fall from grace started conversation with the ad, the nigga, the, the, <laughs> that movie is ridiculous. And I feel like Tyler Perry be having these weird fantasies that he just makes. Because it's just weird. But one thing I remember, one thing, the last thing we'll say about, about TP, he's older. And he's mm-hmm. a GOAT, but my favorite director, Quentin Tarantino, he has said it since he was young. It is a young man's game. And, like, we can't really expect TP to give us the best of the best at this old age because, low-key, I just think it is a young man's game. I think we definitely need to invest more. If I'm looking at Hollywood, I think Hollywood should look more at the youth, the 28s, 29-year-old filmmakers that have a certain idea. I mean, that's where we got to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? That's where we got boys in the hood. We yeah. didn't get them from old heads. We didn't get them from a 50-year-old Spike yeah. and a 45-year-old and look, we're John not Singleton. saying that those movies could do great today, but I'm just saying from for their time, when it was time for something new and fresh, Hollywood looked at the younger filmmakers. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It was the younger guys in their 30s. We now looking at all of our guys that we used to making big movies, mm-hmm. and they just jive like, oh, they're just kind of old now. Yeah. And they're not trying to be creative. Now, you know what you'll see before you see the next, the next Boys in the Hood or the next Do the Right Thing? You'll see remakes. Four boys in the hood. Four. They gonna do a short series. Boys in the hood. Yeah. On on uh, what they call it? On Amazon. It's gonna be a short series starring Joey Badass. Yeah, like it's like yo, y'all just ruin classics. What are they remaking that everybody doesn't want them to remake? But they're doing it. I forget what it was. We said it's uh, the wood. They're They're doing the wood as a short series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of classics. This is kind of a topic change. I don't know if you had anything else for movies. You got it. You got it. Missy Elliott was on her Twitter and she tweeted. Uh, is there a difference between a hit and a classic record? Mm-hmm. And I thought that that's not a hard question to answer. I feel like there is a difference between a hit oh, and yeah. a classic record. So that's easy. And I thought that was very easy because some people think that they're the same thing. But what do you think? I'll let you go first. I think how can you explain the difference between a hit and a classic record? Um, Gold All In My Chain by what's that nigga's name that did that? Uh, Trinidad James. Trinidad James. That's a hit. Panda by Designer. That's a hit. But those are not classics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Kanye West. Like we always do with this, this time. time. Go for What's my... What's the name of that song? I got to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I'ma get on the TV, mama. I'm tripping like shit. That's I'ma put it down. Good life. Sorry. T-Pain. Um, that song went whatever platinum. It was a hit when it was, and today it is a hit. The, I, I'm, I'm sorry, it's a classic. Yeah. 
To me, though, it's very subjective because a nigga might think that Gold All In My Chain is a classic. classic. But to me, a classic record works. A classic record is a hit that works 20 years down the line. That's a fact. I agree. If it came out five years ago, I wouldn't. I don't think we can call it a classic yet. And I don't think Gold All In My Chain will be looked at as a classic because if you play Gold All In My Chain right now at brunch... It's going to be like, okay. You know I don't want to hear Don't Believe Me, Just Watch. Don't, don't Believe Me, Just Watch. Nah. But if you play like we always do with this time, yeah, that's like, going to go yeah. off still. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you're right. I feel like there is definitely a difference between a hit and a classic. Um, I do think it's subjective because somebody could think it really all depends. And that's what we always argue about subjective shit on Twitter. 100%. But she opened up a good conversation, but I think you nailed it on the head right there where it's, it's definitely subjective, but a classic will live for years. Yeah. California love. California love. That's a classic. Yeah. Boom, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Did you hear about the uh, dude named FN Mecca? FN Mecca. Mm-hmm. No. It's a, um, an artificial intelligence. Oh, yes. I did. An artificial intelligence rapper that just signed to Capitol Records. Yep. He's the first ever mm-hmm. no, not digitally. First, not first ever because we had different groups back in the day that were digital. Oh, like the gorillas. Like the gorillas. Yeah. Um, but they said he was the first something. He's the first something. My issue is fact check. I I just I don't have an opinion on the rapper. I haven't listened to the music. I don't have an opinion on him signing or the artist that plays him signing to Capitol Records, even though the black dude that the voice of it came out and was like, they didn't pay me. I think it is just a clear cut example of how the culture is one of those doors that do that, that are just, you know, the doors on a warehouse or a kitchen. You just push them. What and they, they call it? Uh, you just go, you just go right through them. They, they just like go open and close. Bay doors. But Anybody can do anything in the culture. They got this, the the dude FM Mecca has a Instagram page, right? Yeah. Now the page is private, but before it was public. But the Instagram page he posted up. He posts like he's in jail, and so it's like the saloon doors in the western. The saloon doors that you just push them open and close. And they close. Yeah. Um. But on his Instagram, in the music, it's a number one. It's a white person that is behind it. Yeah. That that does a lot of his writing. He's saying the N-word. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's on Instagram talking about police brutality. Like, I don't know if that Instagram post was real, but it was an Instagram post that was going around where it was like, what should I do? This guard keeps beating me with a baton. I'm not about to snitch. It's like, yo, this has gotten to a point where it's a little crazy. But even the brother that's the voice of it, I'm, it's hard for me to feel bad for you because he said up front they offered me the account is private. Wow, it is. It's private. It's private now. Now I got a request and file. Anyway, the dude that that voices him came out and spoke and was like, they reached out to me and said, "Dude, you like to be? The, would you like to be the voice of this character?" Yeah. They said they was gonna give me equity. They said they was gonna give me this contract, this money. Yeah. And I haven't heard from them. They haven't paid me a dime. It's like, I just feel like we should gatekeep the culture a little more than we do. Nah, yeah. Think about it. 
other cultures, if you want to do a Chinatown, there's only so much you can do. So basically, they asked, wait, real quick, let's just double back. Uh-huh. They asked that dude that he said no. He said yes. He went ahead and did the recordings of all of the music, and they didn't pay his ass. He hasn't made any money from it. Wow. So my thing is like, how did you get to the point where you was already, you done did all of the shit before, you done recorded everything, and they didn't, you didn't have no contract or nothing, you just did it? How do you? How do they go and make music more? How do they make more music if he's not? I don't know. He, Maybe but, that's why it's private. But now that they the joint gets signed to Capitol Records, yeah. And so to me, it's just an indicator of how the culture is literally just wide open, bro. Why can they do this? They don't hear talking about I'm not about to snitch. This is a cartoon. It's not a cartoon, but yeah, it's a cartoon. I mean, honestly, it sounds repetitive because. It's the same, the culture is for everybody thing. But, like, yep. I mean, hey, if it's a black dude doing it, right? It's a black dude who's doing it. The bad thing is he just hasn't been paid. No, the black dude did the voice of it for some white folks that made this. And his black ass that didn't means, get Terrell. paid. Who's making the music? This man has, like, 10 million, like, followers on TikTok they and ha- has plenty of shit. Terrence, these are artists that made this artificial intelligence rapper. They wrote lyrics. They didn't have anybody to rap the lyrics. So the black dude. So they the reached out to this black dude, okay, who can say the n word, who can rap their lyrics, and yeah. say, "You want to be the voice of our AI, whatever? We're going to give you such and such percent of whatever." And they didn't give his ass anything. He said they didn't pay me a dime. But when he said that, I'm thinking, how did you go and record everything already and didn't get paid, or didn't have a contract set up? Or that's why it's hard to believe what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I don't just believe him because he but, said it, but because it doesn't make any sense for real. So you're not going to do it. So are you currently rapping? Like, I don't get who's rapping. Who's making music? I don't know how they're doing the music now. But, you know, once they got your voice, they can make anything they want. You know what? I don't know. I just thought it was weird as shit. I think the culture's for everybody. I didn't really have a culture for everybody take. Because honestly, bro, it is. It's, it's kind of like spilled milk at this point. You don't think? To no. say the culture's for everybody. I mean, No, because I think... I think it's getting worse. Stuff like this is terrible. This motherfucker's on here talking about, yeah, I'm, it just, it goes to the, it's the slide for Vaughn crowd effect where you got people that don't live these lives at all that get into that the are game. getting to get, that are inserting themselves into the culture yeah, and saying shit that they themselves would never do, never be a part of. It's not their life, but since nobody's going to say anything, it's the white dude that does the magic trick in the hood. It's like the Twitter, it's like the Twitter bots actually taking this shit to a yeah. rapping level. And this shit is dangerous. Nah, yeah, because, yeah, like, the, the Instagram post about the cops and these cops just beating me, that is kind of like, all right, like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I was going to say, too, how much, how, how that would suck. Can you imagine, like, them starting to like digital people like beating like actual artists. FM Mecca. Look, the winner of the Grammy goes to FM Mecca. They uh-huh. digitally put up a video two of somebody. White, two white dudes with glasses go up there and accept the award. Or they just put a video up. Yo, yo, it's your boy FM Mecca. <laughs> and you like, you know what I'm saying? We looking at a TV. 
I told you this shit was changing ever since I seen, what was it called? The virtual, it was like a virtual singing contest where you have an avatar. You don't even have to show your face and sing. You get to sing through like a cartoon. Roxy was the host. Oh, for real? Yeah. That was on TV? That was on TV. Yeah. Like you sang through your avatar and people just watched your avatar mm-hmm. sing like an animation. World's changing, bro. It is. World is definitely changing. Uh, I was going to say this one thing. Uh, dudes on social media. I don't know how you've seen what these niggas are doing on social media with the watermelon. We know what you're doing. What? Fellas, we know what y'all doing. They doing the Orion thing? Are they eating the watermelon? It's the same thing. It's the same thing that Omarion tried to do. We know what you niggas have. You niggas were never eating watermelon on social media. Hold on, wait. What are they doing? Terrell. I never seen anything like that. Think about how you have to eat a, uh, a watermelon. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Dice it up. To me, I dice it up, cut it off the rind. Nah, but think about if you don't do that. You, okay, you got to bite it. You got to, yeah. You got to bite it, but you also, since it's going to leak. You got to juice it, juice it. You got so to yeah. slurp it. Uh-huh. You feel me? And now, ever since Orion, it seemed like. Mm. Ever since that dude Orion went on that podcast with and them did ladies the little shit it. with the ladies, yeah. I've been seeing a lot of fellas. This is my thing. I'm going to just say I'm, I, I just see what y'all are doing. Y'all might not have noticed, but y'all peep. I've seen a lot of niggas do their morning routines and shit like that. Oh, and but, all, um, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm about to make a smoothie, but they eat the watermelon because it's like a sexual thing. The world is crazy, bro. The world. Hey, look at Nessa. I'm sorry, y'all. We got the 81-point Kobe game on. But look, the world is crazy. It's nothing wrong with it. F- fellas, get y'all shit off. But I just know what y'all doing. Yeah. And it's very head-ass to me. It's insane. It's like, I'm going to eat this piece of watermelon. And look, I seen this nigga. He had a piece of watermelon. This nigga didn't even cut himself a triangle. This nigga cut himself a boat-sized joint of a... You know what I'm right. saying? I'm going to take one bite. And this nigga's biting it like so it looks like you... You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, yes. I get it. Just say, all I wanted to come out and say is I know what you niggas Tampa, are doing the watermelon. You're getting what they would call a nigga told me the other day, you just getting the old big bro. Nah, it's not about getting old. This nigga, I didn't say it was nothing wrong with it. I'm saying we see what you're doing. It's like the nigga with the tree trunk. The nigga yeah, cutting yeah, yeah. the tree. I know what you're talking about. It's like, okay. Are you really waking up in the morning and eating a full half of a watermelon? <laughs> or did you just do this so in your video... You can slurp the watermelon and have the ladies thinking shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, honestly, well, whoever bro, you trying to appeal to. The set, the this is what I'll say. This is what I wanted to say too. You niggas are not the, waking up the and way, cutting a big ass slice of watermelon. I agree. And eating that in the morning. The way people tweet now. Some of these people that tweet about sex, you can tell they're not fucking for real, and they just regurgitating shit that they either seen on a porno. Out of a movie, or they're just making shit up. Because think about this: every this whole podcast you've been doing that, you know that. What I'll start talking about a topic, and you'll talk about a topic that's next to it. I'm gonna see how it is. It's the same thing. It is the exact same thing. Have you seen these pages? It's kind of the same thing, in the yeah. same light. Have you seen these pages? It'll be a little small Hispanic chick, or a little Asian girl in that in an alley. But all they do is talk about I need. Some dick right now or some shit like that. Pause. Spoil. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's pages that all they do is talk about sex. I can guarantee. I don't be seeing those pages. I'm bro, keep it I be having to. I be. I see them. I don't be. Seeing and a whole I unfollow bunch of sex the pages. people that I unfollow the people that be liking them tweets. Yeah. But 
I get the people that's fucking for real. They don't tweet like that. Yeah, it just feels fake. But that's look, great. I don't be seeing them joints. I mean, what would make it feel fake about that? People been doing that on Twitter for years. Nah, but it's starting to get to a point where it's like, all right. I'm well, not going to say. We know exactly what those people are doing. See, that's not innocent at all. That's why I said that's a little different. That's not even innocent. The shit with the watermelon is like, they can say, what are you talking about, bro? I'm just eating watermelon. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the girls that had, like I said, the girls that do the little... Uh, the clay pottery, yeah, <laughs> and you're making a bowl, but for some reason you got this skinny rod stick that you're going up and down, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you flattened it and made it a bowl. I don't know how you do that shit. Maybe you have to do that, but all of a sudden, but I know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And fellas, we not in a slick. All right, bet. I did want to talk about that therapist. Um, if you ain't been on Twitter, it was a therapist chick, um, a black woman that got fired. For a TikTok, TikTok that she made where she was talking about how black men need to get therapy. Yeah. It was very condescending. It was disrespectful. And she said in that video that 90% of her clientele is black men. And so, as a result, she was fired. And as you saw on Twitter, the world turned to black men and said, yo... Y'all are responsible. Y'all right? got can't believe y'all got her fired. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to scream or yell because that cl- that crowds your message. But I think she 100% should have lost her job. I think she was irresponsible. She's unprofessional. Her whole TikTok was about how black men don't have emotional intelligence. And she went on to show, in the light of all of this, that she has the least amount of emotional intelligence that I've ever seen from a therapist. And I've talked to, to a, a bunch of different people about this. Men, uh, women, people that have different opinions, especially after I've been tweeting about it. So people have been responding with different takes and stuff. And it's crazy how it looks. Some of the shit that people are saying is crazy. And I took, a, I took some screenshots. Of some of the things that people said. So this girl said, I saw another, hold on, what'd she say? She said, I saw another video of her saying, if you want to be a hoe, be a hoe, because we're going to die anyways. But y'all are only crying because now she's calling on men. Basically saying, she talks about women too. Y'all just mad because she picked out, she started talking about men and now y'all have a problem. Yeah. Then I seen another one that says, you're allowed to not like this video, and you're allowed to not like her delivery, but to call her job and get her fired and leak personal information when all you could have did was keep scrolling is unwarranted and unnecessary. And then lastly, um, she said 90% of her clientele are black men, and people don't see a problem with what she's saying. And then this person said... Um, 99% of men, she said that 99% of men deserve hell or jail in one video. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. people are also saying, so basically it's a bunch of people that's saying, y'all are just mad because she's talking about men when she's also talked about women. Or people are saying stuff like, is it that serious? Look, all because some men took it personally about going to therapy. If you don't agree, don't listen. So my thing is, a couple months ago, and I hate to use his brother's name, but 
They know what you're about to come with. Yeah. A couple months ago. It's not even just about him, though. This is about any man on a podcast. Facts. You don't even got to use his name. Any man on a podcast. Right, that's what I'm saying. But this, this one's particularly different because it's not just a response to a take. Yeah. We watched y'all celebrate a man's death in Kevin Samuels because y'all didn't like the way he talked. You didn't like his delivery. Mm-hmm. And when the men came out and said, during Kevin Samuels' life, when the men came out and said, if you don't agree, don't listen, um, if you, you're allowed to not like him and you don't have to like his delivery, but you don't have to listen, y'all had an issue with that. Right. Y'all had an issue when people, and this is my thing too, in celebrating that man's death, when the fellas had an issue with it and said, yo, y'all wild and celebrating the man's death, X, Y, Z, what they said, what y'all said was he was disrespectful to women, whatever. Mm. And then when men said, yeah, well, he was disrespectful to men too, or he was harsh, he had harsh delivery with men too, he was disrespectful to the fellas too. Y'all only mad because he talked about women. Y'all said, oh, you're just mad because your father figure is, is gone. They're mad. Their daddy figure, their father figure is gone. We had to learn to accept that y'all were celebrating because he was disrespectful. Right. So now a couple months later, Shorty gets fired. Oh, my bad. So, God damn it. My bad, y'all. My phone ringing. But Shorty gets fired from her job. So, and y'all saying, so y'all, Shorty gets fired from her job yeah. for being condescending, disrespectful. Mind you, Kevin Samuels wasn't a therapist. He didn't have a license. But there was petitions out to get him taken off of YouTube and stuff. Rightfully so, if y'all didn't agree, right? Because this is y'all blueprint. Yeah. So, they get this chick fired. The, the, this chick gets fired because you got on your platform and said, 90% of my, 90% of my clients are black men. You said that. Then you went on to be condescending, disrespectful, talk crazy. Then we discover other videos of you saying 99% of men deserve hell or jail. Not 99, 99.999. Like she went crazy. Yeah. Hella pattern videos of you talking shit about black men and you lose your job. And now it's our fault. And on top of that, the people that leaked her social, uh, where she worked, the, per- the people that, that leaked all this information about her, where people started calling her job were black women. The article that got her fired, a black woman wrote it. We didn't even do this. Yeah. And Shorty gets on her TL and, and, and says, y'all not only made me lose my job, but y'all also made my clients lose the support system. And so now we get a second wave of, wow, black men. I can't believe y'all would make somebody lose their job like this. She just had an opinion. Now, now, see, this is... Y'all give a fuck about somebody is, losing a job, but don't give a fuck about somebody losing a life. Over the same thing. Their over opinion. The same exact Their delivery. It, if you don't, if you want to, whatever, just listen. So, my thing is this. I'm not saying that the people that celebrated Kevin Samuels, I mean, that's people that got this girl fired, are all the way wrong. But you can't expect sympathy from the people that you put a muzzle on when y'all celebrated somebody that was given, they're like, Kevin Samuels actually helped a lot of people for years before he started talking about women. Y'all put a muzzle on everybody when y'all was celebrating because of his delivery, because you deem what he said harsh or disrespectful. Now y'all looking for sympathy from that group for somebody that 
is a licensed, supposed to be medical professional in reference to us? That's all I got to say. It's, it's hypocritical, and it's an example of what we deal with as men, with women, and accountability. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I got. I feel like, and damn, you was long-winded on that. I feel like. You be long-winded. But I thought we was both having, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. You good, though, because you basically said everything is what I'm saying. But all I can really look, I got this. I'm going to say we can move on from when you killed it, y'all. Like, you know what I'm saying? But because uh, he's telling me shit that I, I know. I'm like, oh, all right. I, I, was gonna say I wasn't even. I, my bad. I wasn't you basically talking, talking to them, yeah. All I can say for real is like, I don't see how you can blame. You can't really. And then this goes for anybody. If all of your clients are, are black women. You really can't, as your, your employer is going to look at you online saying, black women, this, 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 and that. Trust me, all of my clients are black women. Even if your employer doesn't fire you, like, you need to understand that what you say is definitely going to go back to your job, especially if it's something like that. Let's say you do hair, and you like, all of my clients are white boys. They hair be long and crazy, and they these type of, these type of. Mm -hmm. One, your employer can say, damn, we get a lot of white boys that come in here to get their hair cut. This motherfucker's bad for business. Mm -hmm. Regardless of your, your pushback. Because you're going to get pushback when you have an opinion like that. Right. And then the white boys that might see your, your content, who even might be getting their hair done by you, yep. might be like, dang, this how she really feel? Yep. Like, how, do, how can I expect this person to help me? And it's way different because even with that, this girl is like licensed. Yeah, you're. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you have a legit job. Kevin Samuels, for those who wanted to say, oh, but y'all fucked with Kevin Samuels, but y'all get her fired. Kevin Samuels, he only he did his own thing. Like, he's like self employed. Like, he had a YouTube YouTuber. Channel. You know what I'm saying? He's not a therapist talking to black women every day. And trust me, he would have been fired too. Right, exactly. So, my point. Rightfully so. Right. My only point is to say, like, you cannot do certain things when you work for somebody who is, whose clientele is who you're talking about. Yeah. Fuck people with dogs. You up at the PetSmart talking about motherfuckers with dogs be dirty as fuck motherfuckers with dogs. Yeah. We and most of our clients are have, have dogs. And you got people saying, you know what? Fuck him and wherever he works. Yeah. Yo, if you wear a name tag, understand that that's like a sub part of who you really are. I used to say this when we, when we worked at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. I'm not really Terrence. I have a name tag on so you know who I, how to identify me. But for real, for real, I'm a walking representation of Best Buy. When you, Terrell when I know this. You get out the car and start slumping a nigga. What's the mm-hmm. article going to say? Best Buy man slumps a nigga. And you know what they're going to say? It was basically Best Buy. Best Buy that did it, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So your the company, employer takes credit yep. for your actions. So and that's the thing, they won't. They gonna get rid of you before it becomes well, I'm a saying, thing. Like on the news side, you're right, you're right, you're right. They have yep. to, they have to, they do kind of have to say, all right, yep. we fired this dude. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna be able. And this goes for anybody, whatever Ooh. job you got, you really cannot be out here talking reckless. At least about your, let's say you work at Wendy's and you talking shit about all of the customers that come in. You can do that. That's probably gonna be fine, but that's still even that's risky. You can you you will get fired because if your employer sees that, they're like, "Yo, this not good for business." The dude that worked at Chick Fil A was doing that. He, he was famous on TikTok, making TikToks about my work shift at Chick Fil A and what shit they get on my nerves. 
It was kind of funny, but it was vlog type. They let his ass go. Nah, yeah, because you bring an unnecessary. You're disparaging the brand. I've lost good employees when I worked at Best Buy because they either got in a fight in their shirt. Yeah, this one dude your threw a soda. Shirt. He had a, a extra large, you know, Wendy's joint. Yep. Wendy's cup threw it at somebody's windshield for some road rage shit. Guess what? They came to the store. They came to the store. And said he had yeah. on a motherfucking shirt. It was him that worked at the, worked at the Home Depot. You, so, you out there fighting with your apron <laughs> on. <laughs> they going to say Home Depot employee does this and that. That Wendy's employee. Did you see the Wendy's employee that knocked that old dude out? Killed him? Yeah. First off, now you're facing mad jail time. Mm. And now... Wendy's, Wendy's not going to have your back. They, and they're tied to your whole story. Wendy's employee does yep. that. And you know what I was saying? I guarantee that that person that he hit and unfortunately killed, that person might have been, and I'm not saying that he deserved to be hit, more so than, you know, customers give workers a hard time. Mm-hmm. I've had people giving me a fucking hard-ass time. And like I said, this go for anybody. You're not you. You are the company. You're still you, of course. You have your personality. You are you. You're independent. However, that's how you got to be moving when you work in retail or you work for these companies. Anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you work at Target, I'm a walking representation of this store. Yep. If I'm sitting down, laying down, if I'm bullshitting around low-key, that's representation of our entire brand up in here. Yep. That's why me and Terrell be able to, well, able to become managers because that's, that's the golden way to look at shit. Yeah. And if you do some mm-hmm. fuckboy shit in or outside of work, you could jeopardize your position. You want that paycheck. That's a fact. It's the reason why Apple employees, they can't wear that T-shirt till you hit the floor. 100. You come in and put your shirt on in the back. And then when they get off, you ever watch an Apple employee go on break? They yeah. be wearing a whole different get-up. Whole different get-up. But that's that's the same reason. So if that's the... And, and we say all of that to say, Shorty, you was a therapist. Yeah, you can't get on your platform and do that. And for people acting like she got on her platform real quick, she got on her platform and tried to say y'all playing with my livelihood, y'all are playing with my life. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is your responsibility. And shout out to the ladies because there was some ladies who was telling her like, um, it was. this is your responsibility. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but you know what? For the the fact that it was, it's so many people that saying, was it that serious? Is it that bad? Is a representation of how people feel about black men? Nah, yeah, you right. Was it that bad? If this was any other group, and I always say this, the, the, the only marginalized group that does not have privilege is straight black men. That's a fact. If this was any other group of marginalized people, yeah, everybody would have understood why that happened. Somebody comes out talking shit about any other group, and they're a therapist, and 90% of their clientele is that group. There would be no, was it that bad? Y'all was just mad in y'all feelings. And there was some truth to what she was saying. About how black men need to go to therapy. For sure. 100. Yeah. But there, there was some truth in what Kevin Samuels was saying about some of y'all and y'all standards. But guess but what? Guess what? We the all delivery, agreed. delivery made y'all celebrate his death. Exactly. And we had to be okay and with it. And we had to just say, man, well, I guess I was just offended y'all like that. I didn't even watch Kevin Samuels. It just hurt me to see everybody celebrating a brother's death. Yeah. I was like, damn, like, this isn't my daddy figure or any a nigga that I watch. I knew he had a, you know, I knew what he did. Yeah. But, I didn't watch Kevin Sanders like that either. I didn't watch Kevin Sanders like that, unfortunately, until after he passed away. Yeah. I seen a couple of videos of his, but I knew what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I seen the clips of, like, you know what I'm saying? But I just know for a fact, had it been the other way around, it would be like, wow, y'all really going to celebrate a black woman? Y'all supposed to love black women? Oh, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? It would be a, it would definitely be a summer of war. So, damn, For we sure. got a long way to go. We got some work to do. Yeah, we do. Did I have anything else? Oh, Nick Cannon's having another baby, and honestly, I feel like at what point, like, is enough enough? Because to me, having a black, having a dad in the house. Yeah. Is, imp- is important, and there's no way you're going to be able to be dad for, for all of these kids in different places, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, like, can, you can... I have no doubt that you can monetarily support 11 kids. You, you rich. But him having another kid is like a, a, like a 20-year-old person keeps signing up for a new iPhone and stacking <laughs> bills. Like, <laughs> he got 16 iPhones. It's like, all right, how are you going to pay the 24-month yeah. contract of this? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to pay... Uh-huh. For all these kids, you're gonna have to pay child support? How do you, how, like, I don't get it. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't guess either. Spread your, this, this could be like a midlife thing for them. It could be expensive after a while. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no. I'm, I'm surprised that they keep letting the brother hit. I, I, I wonder if there's a weird, like, like, uh, there's like a weird thing where they want to be one of the Nick Cannon baby mamas, you know? I have no idea. I know he's in a relationship with the one that's that's, that's pregnant. pregnant now, they say. I'm about and to honestly, say, here we go. We starting to see the pattern, Nick. crazy. Yeah. Last thing that I wanted to say, completely random. Yeah. I was looking at the pics from my solo trip that I took last year when I went to Miami. And take a solo trip. Only okay. reason why I'm saying that is because those memories that you look back at, I think the best thing, shout out to my boy Steve that took a trip. Shout out to you, Steve. Um, he went to California. When you look back at the pictures from your solo trip, you tell you, I took a picture of like the beach and shit. Yeah. I was thinking, damn, I can't go to Terrence and be like, remember when we was here? Like the memories are only mine. Okay. And so when I look back at the, just the memories of it, I think about like, damn, I was on my own. I had a clear space. Remember when I sent y'all that room tour of my room? Yeah. I like look back at that and I was like, damn, I was like really getting my mind clear. And now looking back, the fact that those memories are just mine. I can't share that with nobody else but me. Therapeutic. Take a solo trip. Even if you just drive somewhere and stay in a hotel overnight in your city, but you're not at home. Yeah. And you about to do some shit. Go to the wherever. Do it. I don't know, man. I'm just not a fan of solo trips. I would never want to be somewhere away from home for a long ass time by myself. By yourself. It's definitely puts you in your anxiety. If but I know some people it. that's, you know what I'm saying, busting their asses, whatever, they can definitely get on their solo trip, grind, and maybe get out somewhere and then be... What you mean, busting it? Like, if you at work all the fucking time, stressing it would probably out, yeah. feel good to take a solo trip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you don't have... Or, and I don't mean like... At work all the time, but more so like if you're like in a certain space where you just feel crowded, it'll probably feel good to get away. But you do have people out there. You got people out there like me. I don't want to take a solo trip. I want to take a trip with a bunch of my friends. I'd rather do that. I'd rather me mm-hmm. and it's not for, people I love get away. It's not for you. I don't you. want to get away from y'all. Yeah. I want to link more with y'all. You know? Yeah. There's for a- me, I feel like I could be solo. Yeah, but you see, there's a lot of people that feel like you, which is cool, but there's a lot of people that are stressed out and don't know how to deal with their own reality right now where a solo trip will work for. What's the name just took one? It's cool. Like I said, there's those people who should take a solo trip, but 
Me, I can't really say, yeah, go take a trolling trip because forever I'm I'm with the crowd of people who you should do uh, it. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't never look me and my like thinking right now, I don't want to go nowhere alone. Well, but maybe if you and your girl, you and maybe you and your girl do I'm I'm for the couple's trip. I'm for the This is what I'll say. Don't listen to Terrence if you don't feel like that. Don't let him sway you that way. Take the solo trip because there's definitely personal benefits to it. It's okay if Terrence doesn't want to, but there's people that I have told to take a solo trip and have told and they've taken it and Trust it me. helps. Nah, you're it's right, definitely you're right. anxious as fuck though. I mean, this is what I'll say. I'm not telling you not to take a solo trip. I'm not stepping on your point. I'm just like when the people who say everybody should go to therapy. I disagree. I disagree. I think some people know how to control their emotions. Some people have a big, nice support group. I saw this girl tweeting this, and I thought that was so true. Some people have a dope support group. Some people have friends that they can talk to. Some people know how to control their emotions. I don't think that every single person should go to therapy like a doctor. So they were saying you should go to therapy like that. a... It was some people who, on the TL who were saying that everybody should go to therapy. It should be just like going to the dentist or getting a checkup from the doctor. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, but low-key, I think it's a... In due time, think if you need it, you should go. Yeah. But some, you know, so all I, hey, look. Take all I'm saying trip. is take a solo trip because there's personal benefits. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. But there, I can tell you from personal experience, I wasn't rich. I didn't go nowhere crazy. There's personal benefits. I guess I can't say anything. This motherfucker tried to step on my point. But no, but I'm not stepping on it. I don't think that was me stepping on it. I was just saying I can't really relate. And I understand the people who might not feel the way you feel might feel how I feel. There's, a, there's going to be a lot of people probably that do feel that way. And I felt like that for a long time too. But that's the purpose of it. You got to put yourself in your anxiety and do some shit that you're not comfortable with. But that's my thing. It's not that I'm not comfortable. I just don't have a... I would just rather take a trip with friends. I'd rather me and you go on a, day, a trip than me go by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I could go on myself and yeah, maybe it'd be therapeutic for me, but yeah, and I get what you're it saying. It depends on where you are in your life, I guess. Yep. All right, bet. You got movie suggestion or no? Damn, movie suggestion. What was my movie suggestion? I did have a movie suggestion. I just don't remember it. I got a movie suggestion. All right, go ahead. My movie suggestion is Pride 2007, Terrence Howard, Bernie Mac. It is literally free on YouTube. Fraud. Yes. That's funny because I watched that uh, on YouTube not long ago. Let me just tell you, it's a movie about uh, this Black Swim group. Uh, uh, these, it's, it's a movie about, I guess, look, this city where they have this recreation center where they got a pool. Coach uh, takes all of these kids, teaches them how to swim, um, turns them into a swim team. They go compete against some other schools, mostly predominantly white. And it's an amazing movie. Motherfucking Terrence Howard. No, nah, it is. Terrence Howard. Acting masterclass. They didn't really show brothers brothers respect back in 2007 on the Academy side, but that performance by Terrence Howard, there we go. Clockwork. That performance by Terrence Howard, crazy. Bernie Mac killed it as well. Um, but yeah, Nate Parker's in it. Evan Ross, Kimberly Elise, Tom Arnold. It's a couple people. It's a it's a bunch of people in it. That's definitely in there. That's like a black classic, low key. Uh huh. Lionsgate is free on Netflix. I mean, mm -hmm. on, uh, on YouTube. Now, watch All this right. nigga go ahead and muster up one. Nah, look. I forgot. My movie suggestion of the week, I wanted to talk about it a little bit, but not too much. It's going to be the Man Tateo documentary on Netflix. I watched that joint editing the podcast last week. 
And honestly, that was just such a good fucking documentary. It's about how Man Tateo got catfished by this man who was transitioning into a woman and who's a, basically a tra- uh, uh, a transgender woman now, or a mm-hmm. woman, sorry. Um, but it just spoke to a certain era that we were not ready for. A lot of people tried to clown Man Tateo. Um, even to this day, people will clown him. But when you watch that documentary, you kind of have a newfound respect for like, okay, like that's like trying to clown somebody right now for not knowing about like getting scammed or something. But we're looking at how they got scammed back in 2012 when the shit was fresh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like you can easily say, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you even believe this? It's easy to say. You know what I'm saying? But I think what you really need to do is say, why would somebody do that to, to somebody? I was telling whenever we look at the the catfish stories, people say, "Oh, cat! Oh, you got catfish! Like, why would you? Why would you be so dumb to believe that? Why would you be so dumb?" My thing is like, yo, some people don't receive the love that you think they they receiving, and any little piece of what they can get, yep. even if it's not, even if they want more, some people are talking to who the only person that they can talk to. Yeah, and look, yo, he's a Heisman athlete. I ain't gonna say that he could have taught the. You know what I'm saying? That, that was the only person he could have talked to, but I'm also not going to fault him more so than I'll say, yo, the motherfucker that scammed him, the transgender woman, trash human being. However, after watching that joint, I got a brand new, newfound respect for Man Tateo. Uh, it was a great documentary. It's only two episodes, but like, yo, that joint was so good. I want to know what y'all think because low-key, y'all hit me on Twitter and tell me what y'all think because low-key, that joint pissed me off, y'all like. I feel like they gave the person that that catfished him almost like a platform to just talk about her trans for her trans journey. And while I respect, you know what I'm saying, that decision and what people had to go through, it was just like, yo, we really about to act like this person didn't ruin this man's career. She definitely dead ass ruined his career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they mask it by saying she even says at the point that she's not even a, a not she doesn't even regret it because it helped her figure out who she really is. And I'm like, yo, you know what? All right, I can't be the only one that nah, thinks that you this just is fucked some fucking up. bullshit, right? Like, we're glad that you made your transition, but you fucked a whole other person's life up on some weird psychotic shit. Y'all should watch it. Yeah. Untold. Also, watch the Am One documentary. If y'all want to look at cultural appropriation. Fucking and that and one documentary is another untold joint on Netflix where it was like, cray. I can't believe and one started by three white men. What? Who knew? Yeah. My little young eight year old ass watching the and one mixtape, not knowing that there's three white men behind this. But yeah. You know no what? Bullshit. Am I surprised? Nah. Yeah. I need to watch that. I used to love and one mixtape. Hot sauce. Not watch it. He's not gonna watch. Skip to my Lou. They on it. They on it? Bro, they on it. They talk about how hot sauce came and just took the whole fucking shit to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hot sauce came on there and it was like, yo. Hot sauce did the joint with the t-shirt, threw it around his. They got a big spot for the professor. Yeah. The white boy. Uh-huh. They got a big spot, but you know, they kind of talked about him too. He joined and was like the slim shady of this shit. You could tell it was like, yo, we got a white boy. This shit global now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shoot, you know what? If since we giving out suggestions of shit to watch, the Jets have the the New York Jets. If you're a football fan, oh, you too. The Jets got their own hard knock series. Them joints be like thirty minutes, thirty long. minutes a piece. Yeah, fire. And guess what? The Panthers got one. They got their own series. Bro, you'll be surprised how many teams have their own series. 
It just I, makes me think, what the fuck are we doing? I was watching the Jets joint. I was like, damn, this joint is professional as shit. Professional as fuck. Yes, bro. I'm glad you said that because I seen the same thing. I said, damn, these motherfuckers got their own. Did you watch the Jets joint? I One of them? watched the first couple minutes of it, but I didn't watch it. Watch it. Okay, yeah, so you got to see like Zach Wilson come sit down, walk out of frame, cinematography, slow Yes. Mo. I said, I said oh, damn, these shit. motherfuckers doing it for real. Uh-huh. Football is back. Fuck this preseason. We get through this preseason. There's someone in popping. 100. And look, we're going to end it like this. We're getting ready to get up out of here. If you didn't know, I dropped uh, my gym playlist. Y'all go check that out. It's called The Ninth Floor. Really, it ha- it's not like this tailor-made gym playlist for you. It is really my favorite gym songs in a playlist. And I feel like y'all will fuck with it. It's on Spotify. It's on Twitter. I'm sorry. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. And if you can't find it, you can go to my Twitter. And Spike T joint, and it's my pinned tweet. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to put a little story on my uh, Instagram so people can get to that link. But fuck with your boy. We in that gym all the time. All, all 24-7. Yes, sir. Um, and also, we went live last week on Friday. Yeah. Right after the podcast. That shit was dope. We had like 300 and I think we might have capped out at like 380 or so uh, folks in there, which was dope. We had people mm-hmm. from all over the world. If you subscribe to the Miley Rose Patreon, well, make sure you tap in with us. We will be live again Friday. This Friday. Yep. Same time. Mm-hmm. We be talking shit. It's literally like another podcast. It felt like at it least. It felt like an, an extra joint, yeah. Except we got to like pick shit from the chat and talk about shit. So uh, shout out to everybody that joined. Uh, that, I can't wait to do another one. Yeah, if you want to connect with us, definitely become a member of the Patreon. That joint is going to go up Friday night. If you listen to this right now, it's tonight. Uh, we also got oh, new music yeah. dropping. J.I.D., DJ Khaled. We're going to look out for some shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. We got work to do. We, I never say anything about monkeypox or COVID to the last minute, but all of that shit is still out here, so stay safe. Shit. 100. Vitamin C. Next time.